Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. I'll never forget what happened when I got my first iPhone. I had resisted getting a smartphone for many years, and I was satisfied with my simple little flip phone, but eventually it broke down, I needed to get an upgrade, and all my friends and colleagues were saying, you need to get a smartphone, get an iPhone, it'll make your life so much easier, so much better, and finally I broke down, and I got my first iPhone, and it was a lot of fun. I was excited learning how to use it, and one day I wanted to show off with Beth. She hadn't had a smartphone yet, and we were driving through downtown Denver and discussing date night. We're on the big interstate, I-25, and uh, we finally come up with a date where we can go out together, and all of a sudden I wanted to show off with her, and I said, hey Siri, schedule a date night with Beth at 7 o'clock on June 17. And I'm smiling all proud. Look at what my smartphone could do. And she's looking at me saying, wow, it can really do that. And then I was humbled when Siri replied saying, which Beth? <laughs> Siri came back and said, which Beth? And I was like, oh, <laughs> pretty, pretty humiliated at that moment. Well, having a smartphone certainly comes with many advantages. I can't imagine managing my life, managing my pilgrimages, my travel, my calendar without a smartphone. So I'm very grateful for the technology that we have. But it also comes with certain costs, especially if we're not careful in how we use it. It can affect our prayer life. It could deeply affect our spiritual life if we're not careful. It could affect our marriages, our family life, our friendships, or uh, just how we live and how we look at the world. I once wrote an article comparing the smartphone to the ring of power in Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. And, and the article is called My iPhone, My Precious. You can find that article on my website. But in the, in the article, I took quotes from Lord of the Rings and what it said about that ring of power that was very alluring, that was always getting people to want to touch it and to hold it and to use it and, and, and never let it go. And it had this pull over people's lives. Uh, and think about it. You know, with, with that ring of power, if you've seen the movies or watched the books, that, that ring of power, the people that have it always want to be near it. They always want to know where it is. They always want to touch it. They want to stroke it. And that's what many people do with their phones. They're always touching their phones. They want to know where their phone is. They sleep by their phones. Many people sleep with their phones. It's kind of weird, but this is what many people do. Uh, so I made that comparison. Another thing the ring of power does is if you put the ring on, do you remember what happens? Uh, the person becomes invisible. So Frodo puts it on when he's scared and he, he's invisible. Nobody can see him. Well, I think our phones do that as well. Our smartphones make us invisible to other people in the sense that, you know, I remember years ago, I used to go to a park with my kids and my kids would play and I would be playing with my kids and I'd talk to other parents that were there and there was people talking to each other, looking at each other, looking at their kids. And now today, kids go to, go to the park with their parents, but their parents aren't really watching. They're not really paying attention. They're just looking down, looking at their phones and they're not talking to the other parents. And maybe they'd wave at their kids when the kid says, daddy, look at me. And you do a little wave and then you look back at your phone. You're connecting with somebody on social media or texting someone or reading the news, but not connecting with your child right there. So we become invisible to the people right around us. Also, do you think about how the ring of power, if you remember in Lord of the Rings, like what happens if somebody loses the ring of power, like Gollum, he doesn't know where it is and somebody's taking it. He freaks out and gets all anxious and angry. And that's how we could be, you know, do you ever notice like if somebody takes your phone, somebody touches your phone, someone grabs and starts looking at you like, wait, give me my phone back. We, you know, we get really angry. Maybe <laughs> we become like Gollum in Lord of the Rings. But today 
What, what I want to highlight is it's related to something Gandalf said to Bilbo or about Bilbo. So the character Bilbo was the person that had the ring for a long time. And Gandalf says, the longer Bilbo had the ring, it, the more it made him thin and stretched. Thin and stretched. In other words, like Bilbo wasn't fully himself. He wasn't fully alive. He was just being used by this ring that had its control over him. In fact, Gandalf says it was a sign that the ring was getting control over him. Here's my question for you. How much does your phone have control over you? You know, we might not realize it, but the devices we have, our screens, but especially our phones, can have a great control over our hearts. It could make it hard for us to pray, make us very distracted. We're not efficient in getting things done. We're not present to the people around us, to our spouse, to our kids. I can't tell you how many spouses have told me how much the use of the smartphone in the home is a cause of tension in the marriage. That maybe spouses, instead of talking to each other at night, they're sitting in bed side by side, but just scrolling on their phones, not really connecting together. Maybe one spouse wants to talk to the other spouse. The other spouse is only half listening. Do you ever do that? And your spouse asks you a question and you're only half listening because you're playing with your phone. It, this can be a, a real cause of division in friendship, in marriage, in family life, and most of all with God. If you're someone serious about the Christian life, if you're serious about prayer and wanting to grow deeper in prayer, you, you need to ask the question, how much does the phone and my technology and my devices, how much does that have a hold over me? If you're serious about growing in virtue, being a virtuous person, a virtuous friend, a virtuous husband, a virtuous father, you need to seriously take a look at how much does this phone really play in my life? How much am I distracted by it? If I want to be a, a Christian man or woman, really growing as a disciple, we want to take a look at these things and how they affect our spiritual life. And that's what we're going to look at in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I'm so excited to have been at the Melvern Retreat Center outside of Philadelphia. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's an amazing complex, uh, one of the best retreat centers on the East Coast. They can house hundreds of people, and they have people from all over the country coming here. But I was just here for the great men's conference they did. Uh, so just hundreds of great Catholic men from the Philly area, New Jersey, around the East Coast, Maryland, and all striving to be good dads, good husbands, good men of virtue, in this culture. So please pray for the men. Uh, it was it was blessed time being with them at that retreat. Now, coming back to this topic of the impact of our phones, I had a conversation with a focus missionary recently. He's married, has a couple kids, and he was talking about how the smartphone, it should be a tool. It shouldn't be something that we're constantly having around us and constantly using. It should be a tool. And, you know, like most tools, you you don't have it with you all the time. You, you keep it in the toolbox. And he was saying how in his marriage, in his family life, they've discerned how, you know, the, the phone was starting to take over a bit and dominating too much of their attention and time. So they just keep the phone in a separate place, you know, just like you keep your tool in the toolbox. And when you need it, you go get it. You need to make a call, you get your phone. You need to get a text message, you get it. You need to go check your schedule, you can get your phone. But not to have it like constantly around uh, particularly in the evening hours is something that, that, that he had done. Now, I'm not saying everybody needs to do it that way, but that, that idea of it being a tool is interesting because most tools require a certain skill. They require a certain aptitude on someone's part. You have to have a certain virtue to use 
a saw. You know, I can't just give a saw to my five-year-old. <laughs> so it requires a certain skill. But it's interesting that these modern devices really don't require much skill at all. You just are using it, or maybe better, you're used by it. You know, these big tech companies design these things to be very alluring, you know, very colorful, very attractive, constantly throwing stuff at us. It, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to have any skill. You, it, you just are used by it. And you, you know, there's all these studies done showing that the big tech wants us to spend more time clicking and spending more time on their apps and on their websites because they make more money. So it's it's a different kind of tool. And, and I'll say this, you know, like I have I have a toolbox in my garage, you know, and it has a hammer in it and has a little mini saw in it and has a screwdriver, you know, and I, I keep it there. But unlike a phone, I don't have I don't have any desire to go hold my hammer. <laughs> I, I'm not like sitting in, you know, like in, in between, you know, uh, events in the house, all of a sudden going, oh, I'm going to go check and see how my how my screwdriver is doing. <laughs> I want to I want to go hold my saw. <laughs> I, I just don't have that desire. It doesn't have a pull on me. But if I'm honest, I know that there's times when in between things like after dinner or after I give a kid a bath, I might feel that pull to go pull out my phone for some reason. I don't really need to. But all of a sudden, I was like, I'm here with my kids. I just gave the kids a bath. Why do I want to all of a sudden go grab my phone and just look at something? I don't even have like an intention. Just like there's this pull sometimes to want to just go to the phone. Where's that coming from? Why don't I have that pull to just be present to my child? Why don't I have that pull to just go read a story or pull to go ask my wife, what can I do to help? But there's something strange about these modern devices that affect us spiritually. Do you ever feel that pull? It's, it, I don't have that pull to go grab my hammer. <laughs> I don't have that pull to go just check. Oh, I always want to check my, my screwdriver. <laughs> but we do have something there. You know, I want to go check a sports score. Or I'll just go see if there's any messages. See what's happening on social media. Why, why do we have that pull on our hearts? You know, I think if we want to be Christians that have space in our hearts really for God, to hear the voice of God, if we want to have space in our hearts for the people in our lives, our roommate, our friends, our spouse, our children, we got to be careful. How much is the phone crowding out that space in our heart for God and for others? Here's what I'd like us to consider. There's a beautiful prayer. Many of you are familiar with I've quoted it before. It's from the great St. Ignatius of Loyola. In his beautiful prayer of surrender, he says, Take, Lord, receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, my entire will. I'd like to talk about that. Those three aspects. Like in, in this prayer, Ignatius is encouraging us to give God everything. To give him our memory, our understanding, our entire will. Let's walk through each of those, our entire will. When you have a pocket of space in your day, in between meetings, sitting at an appointment waiting, you're at a red light, what do you do? Maybe you're waiting in line. Maybe it's those minutes before you go to bed. Do you feel that pull to turn to your phone? If you do, it's a sign of a certain attachment that's there. There's some attachment to this device that's just not like any other thing we might have in our house, in our car, in our office. It's a sign that this device has a hold on me. 
I'm not really free. Why, why do I have this pull at every little spare moment to like all of a sudden just go pull out my phone to grab it, to check something? It, it means I'm not free. I'm not free to give, as Ignatius would say, my entire will to the one I love. I love Jesus. I want to give him my entire will. But when my will is always being pulled by the ring of power, <laughs> you know, from Lord of the Rings, to use that analogy, the, the phone, it's a sign something's off. I'm not able to act deliberately as a as a human being. I should, you know, God gave me free will. He gave me a mind. He gave me a will so that I can choose. Do you ever have that experience of you're trying to do something? You you've got some things you got to get done. I got these three things I need to get done in the office in the next hour, or I've got these three things I need to do in the kitchen before the kids get home. So you tell yourself, I've got these things to do. You you know I got to get these done, but then all of a sudden. you you get some notification, beep, some beep from your phone. And then you you check it and you got to, oh, I I better reply right now because I'll forget. So then you reply and then the person replies right back. So you got to do another reply. Okay. And then, and then now, and then all of a sudden you're going, wait, what was I, I was supposed to be doing something, you know, and then another notification comes up and then all of a sudden, then you're, you're looking at an Instagram story (laughs) and then the next thing you know, you're clicking on something else and, and, and you, you can't get done what you wanted to get done in that hour. We're being led by all of these buzzes and beeps and notifications, and you go from one story to the next to the next. We're not able to act deliberately, freely as human persons. There's an attachment we have, and it keeps us really distracted, keeps us from doing what we want to do. We're not really human. We're not acting deliberately. We're being acted upon. When you feel that pull, resist it. Out of love for Jesus, just resist that pull to grab the phone. Create a space of silence. The priest at the retreat this last weekend at at Melvern talked about the need to move more into silence. We need to build more silence in our lives. I can't do that if I'm just always responding to every message, every notification, every buzz. I just have to constantly go and, and look at my phone. Resist the pull to pull out your phone from your pocket. Pull out your rosary, maybe, the next time you're at the red light. Or just sit in silence at that red light. It's amazing. I, I notice this. On almost every red light, I look, and I, if, if people are driving by themselves, they're almost always pulling out their phone. And even if they have someone next to them, I see many times people, they, they have other people with them, but they're not talking to each other. They're, the individuals, the driver and the passenger, are just looking at their phones at a red light. Can you just give God your red lights, just a small little space in your day? Just give him that space and just tell him you love him. Say a Hail Mary. Sit in silence. Be a beautiful gift. It's an act of detachment. It, it's just a small little act of saying, I'm acting deliberately. I'm in control. I, I'm not going to let this thing control me. I don't want to have this attachment, this slavery to this ring of power, the phone. <laughs> Ignatius also says we give not only our memory, and our, or, I'm sorry, not only our entire will, but also our understanding. Take, Lord, receive all my liberty, my understanding, he says. You know, there's a lot of scientific studies that have been done on the impact of the internet and screens, devices, but especially smartphones, and it's changing our brains physically, like just literalistically, our brains are being changed. 
certain parts of our brains are being wired, you know, being used more. Other parts of our brains aren't being used as much. Our brains are actually changing. Studies have shown even like with just somebody that spends five hours in this space, significant changes in their brain. You think about the countless hours many people have spent on this. One of the fascinating insights here I'm going to share with you is from a book written many years ago, but the principles are still so applicable today, 10 years later. It's a book by Nicholas Carr called The Shallows. Wonderful book if you want to like go more in depth into the all the scientific research on how the smartphone screens, the internet is impacting our, our lives. He notes how all of these devices have constant sensory stimuli coming at us. You have images, videos, pop-ups, notifications, beeps, vibrations. There's constant stimuli, sensory stimuli coming at us. And every time that happens, we have to use a certain part of our brain, the executive decision-making part of our brain. So the, the prefrontal cortex, it's called. And that's not, you know, and we need that. Like if I have to decide, oh, do I, do I pick up the phone or not? Do I click on this link or not? Do I go this way or this way? Like this, so we, we have to make executive decisions. We need this part of the brain. But when you have constant stimulation, it's like that part of the brain is always being used and we're not using the part of the brain that's for deeper thinking, deeper reflection, deeper understanding, deeper reading. And so if I'm constantly being stimulated all day long, and I'm going after this, there's a pop-up on my screen, I've got this notification on Teams, I've got this you know, message from somebody I've got to reply to, and, and I got to text them right away. So I'm constantly responding to things outside of me. I, I'm not able to think deeply. I'm not able to think deeply about problems. I'm not able to think about relationships. I mean, I just know this in my life when I'm just busy running around in meetings, not even, I'm not even talking about my phone, but if I'm just in the office with meeting after meeting after meeting, and I just need to pull back and not just be in meetings all the time. I need time in between my meeting. I tell my, my assistant, please block off time each day to have a little bit of time in between meetings to just think. I need time to just go to the chapel or just go back to my office, take some notes, process, think about the next steps, but just running around from one meeting to the next you can't think clearly. I need time to think at home. If I'm just running around, running kids to things and just constant activity, but I don't have time to think through, okay, what is what does my teenager need from me right now? What does my wife need from me right now? What, is, what do the little ones need? Like, what would help them right now? What, oh, this child's going through something. Like, I need time to think and process so I could just be a better dad and a better husband. And that's true with just activity. Now add the phone into the mix, and we, and we got constant sensory stimuli. Should I click on this pop-up or not? Should I look at this story or move on to the next story? Should I listen to this message or not? So I'm constantly having to decide, what do I do next? And then as I do that, I, the part of my brain that does deeper thinking, deeper problem solving, deeper reflection, I'm not using that as well. And this affects our prayer life. You know, if, I, if all day long I have constant stimulation from my phone, I'm not able to be present to Jesus when I show up in the Adoration Chapel <laughs> or when I pull up my Bible at home to pray. How I live the rest of my day really affects my time in prayer. I'm going to tell you a story, true story here. So sometime this last year, Apple did some kind of update, software update. And it, I, I have notifications on my phone turned off. I just don't want any notifications unless it's Beth calling me or I can get phone calls, but like text messages, like there's no, I don't have any 
buzzes or things popping. I just turn off all notifications. But when this update happened, somehow I was getting text messages that they were buzzing and you know vibrating every time a text message came in. And I was busy and I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. I, I, I thought I turned it off and I didn't. And I was just busy and I didn't have time to think about it. And I remember taking, I had my phone when I went to the chapel. I was doing my morning prayer. And then all of a sudden I hear, you know, a little vibration. And in that moment, so here I am, I'm praying, reflecting on the scriptures. And all of a sudden I hear that. And I'm thinking, oh, is, I wonder who that is. Now I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't even touch it, but I was interrupted in my prayer. And all of a sudden my prefrontal cortex is wondering, is that Beth? Or is this an important business message? Do you know one of my my colleagues I know has been trying to reach me? It's an urgent matter. They need to make a decision this morning. Should I should I look at it? No, no, I'm not going to look at it. I'm going to just keep praying. But wait, what if what if it's Beth though, and she needs something, and uh, maybe I should? And, and I'm going back and forth, and here I am. I should just be present to the Lord. Have you ever had that experience where you're trying to be present to the Lord in prayer, or maybe just present to someone else, and all of a sudden, bzz, <laughs> beep. Light goes on, notification pops up, you see it on your screen, and then you're distracted. You're not, you're not fully listening to the person anymore because you're wondering, should I, should I look at this? Maybe not. We can't, we can't give God our minds because our minds are so distracted. We're only using that prefrontal part of the brain. We're not able to think deeply anymore. It's hard for us to do contemplation. It's hard for us to be present to each other. Ignatius says we're supposed to give our entire will, our understanding, last thing, our memory, all our memory. When, when you're having any kind of quiet time, what's in your memory? When you actually have a little bit of just quiet time in your life, what rises to the surface in your mind? Is it something going on in the sports world? Is it something you watched on Netflix? Is it some reel on Instagram? Is it a YouTube video? What is it that rises to the surface when you have that quiet moment in your life? What do you fill your memory with? That's the real question here. You know, if you fill your memory with the I like corn video, that's the stuff you fill your your memory with. It's not going to help you that much. I don't know if you're familiar with the I like corn video. It's kind of funny. Um, One of my kids showed it to me a couple weeks ago. It's some just silly, pointless video about a little kid just saying, I like corn, I like corn. And it's, it's, it's a little funny little thing. Nothing wrong with having a good laugh at a simple little video like that. It's gone viral all over the world and everything. But anyway, nothing wrong having it. But if that's your regular diet, though, is just nonsense videos or sports or whatever. You're just filling yourself with social media. If that's your constant diet, that's it's not going to help you. You want to fill your memory with scripture, with the saints, because the little I like corn video or your favorite sports highlight isn't going to help you when you're lonely. It's not going to help you when you're hurt by something someone's said to you. It's not going to help you in those moments you're disappointed and, and you're feeling down in life. It's not going to help you when you're going through suffering. Not, they're not bad, but the inspirational stories of what God has done in the saints give us great hope and encouragement and the truth of our faith, the the splendor of sacred scripture, the liturgy, these are the things that we want to fill our memory with. So it's not a question of, is it okay to watch these things on occasion? Of course, no problem. But in proportion, do you give more attention to those things, which are 
taking in from your phone, what big tech and social media and other people are feeding you, or are you intentionally taking in the inspired word of God in scripture, the teachings of the Catholic faith, the, the example, the lives and writings of the saints? That's what we want to make sure we have a regular diet on. And that's what will help us to love the Lord and love the people around us more. So let's be serious Catholics, careful with what we take in and not being controlled by the phone. May it never become our precious, as Gollum would call it, the the ring of power that has control over us. Let's strive for interior freedom. We're not saying that the, the phone and the devices are not useful. Of course, they're very useful. I have them. I use them. We just don't want to be used by them. It's all about autonomy, not usefulness. I use the phone. I just don't want to be used by it. I want autonomy. It's useful, but I want freedom. Freedom so I can give the best to my God, my wife, my kids, my friends, my job. I want to give God my memory, my understanding, my entire will. Thanks for listening. If you want to read my little article I wrote many years ago, check it out. It's on my website, edwards3.com. It's called My iPhone, My Precious. Again, you can go to Edward sri.com. And you can also find out, we'll put in the show notes, that wonderful book by Nicholas Carr called The Shallows. There's a great book, an easy book to read. I really want to recommend this one. It's by Cal Newport and it's called Digital Minimalism. Excellent book. Even just the first several chapters will just get you a great perspective on the effect of technology and and social media and our phones on our lives today. So check that one out. Uh, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Thanks for listening and God bless.